Cześć Orzełki, tu Viola i Marcin. Uczymy się angielskiego poprzez naturalną konwersację i słuchanie. Jeśli chcielibyście czytać w trakcie słuchania, zapraszamy na stronę naturalnyangielski.com, gdzie znajdziecie transkrypcję i tłumaczenia wszystkich odcinków. What makes a person a good driver? Well, there are a lot of things you should know and do to be good at driving. First of all, you have to understand the rules of the road. This means that you should know what all the road signs mean and what the traffic laws are wherever you are. You should also know your vehicle well. Understanding how your car behaves on the road and how much power it has will help you decide how hard to brake or anticipate how quickly your car will speed up. And having the skills to operate your car smoothly will also save you money on a mechanic. Another critical thing a good driver knows how to do well is think not only for himself, but for others on the road. A good driver will anticipate what other drivers may be attempting to do and be ready to respond really quickly. Sometimes those other drivers don't know what they're doing, so you may not be able to tell their next move, but in that case, it's just safer to keep your distance. Anticipating what could happen on the road means you're also alert. You're very aware of your surroundings. You're not distracted. You're not using your phone or turning around to talk to a passenger. Aside from watching cars on the road, you also have to watch for pedestrians, cyclists, and even animals. And once you have the skills to be a good driver, you also must have confidence. A confident driver doesn't panic in emergency situations, can think and maneuver quickly when need be, and can comfortably drive in different weather conditions. Today, I'd like to practice vocabulary related to cars and driving. Whether you're driving your own car, renting a car, riding in your friend's car or in an Uber, it's important to be familiar with basic car terminology. As always, I will be providing the American words for everything. I'm aware that some of these words are slightly different in British English, but I never use them and I'm not very familiar with them, so I'm not even going to try to list them for you. So let's pretend you're the driver of your car and let's go through what happens and what you would do on a typical drive to work. First, you open the car, you get in the car, and you put your seatbelt on. Another way to say put your seatbelt on is buckle up or fasten your seatbelt. When you're sitting in the driver's seat, 
you're sitting behind the wheel and the steering wheel is in front of you. On the other side of the wheel, you have the speedometer, which tells you how fast you're driving or what your speed is. There's the odometer, which shows you the distance traveled. There's also the fuel gauge, which tells you how much fuel or gas your car has. The fuel gauge will most of the time have a letter F for full on one side and a letter E for empty on the other side. You'll often hear people say, I'm running on empty, which means that your car is running on almost no fuel. Sometimes we use the same phrase casually when we want to express that we have no more energy, we're burnt out. For example, I'm working a lot and I'm stressed out. I need a break. I'm running on empty. In the middle of the wheel, you have a horn. And when you press on the horn, you're honking the horn. Some people also say beep. You beep the horn, or you beep at the car in front of you. Last thing related to the wheel that I want to mention is the turn signal. Usually, located on the left side of the wheel, the turn signal lets others know when you're turning or changing lanes. The common name for a turn signal is a blinker because... It blinks on and off when you're using it. Before you turn your car on or start the engine, you may want to adjust your seat. Maybe it's too close or too far from the steering wheel. To drive safely, you also want to make sure your feet are at a comfortable distance from the brake and the gas pedals. The gas pedal is also called the accelerator because when you accelerate, you move more quickly. The opposite of accelerating is decelerating. When you decelerate, you slow down. Okay, so you turn your car on and you put it in D for drive or R for reverse using the gear selector. Most likely, the gear selector will be found in the center console, which, as the name suggests, is in the middle between the driver and the passenger seat. For the purpose of this example, let's pretend you're driving a car with an automatic transmission, not a manual transmission. A manual transmission is also casually called a stick shift because you manually shift the gears with a stick. So if you're in drive, you just drive. But if you're in reverse, you either reverse or, as we casually say, you back out of your spot because the back is coming out first. As you're driving, you'll often look at your side mirrors, which are placed outside of the car, and the rear view mirror, which is inside, located in the upper center of the car. It's called a rear view mirror because it allows you to see what's behind you. 
when you're looking ahead, the glass front window of the car is called the windshield because, as the name suggests, it shields you or protects you from the wind. When it rains, you turn on the windshield wipers that move back and forth. Although you may have a clear vision of your mirrors and windows, there is a spot towards the rear of your car where you can't directly see the car or object behind you. We call that spot the blind spot. Now, let's pretend your car is on the road. You may be going to work, but there is some road work happening and some of the roads you would usually take are closed. At this point, you may turn on your navigation system to guide you and give you directions. We usually call that navigation system GPS, Global Positioning System. The most common GPS apps here are Waze and Google Maps. One more thing about GPS apps, they always give you an estimated time of arrival or an ETA. So if you're driving to see a friend, that friend may ask you, what's your ETA? And you give them a time that you think you'll get there. Okay, so you're on the road realizing that you will most likely be late for work. And I say the road because that's the most general way to call it. But just know that there are a lot of names for different types of roads. If the road you're on has multiple lanes, it can be called a highway, a freeway, an expressway, the interstate, the parkway, or the turnpike. I won't go through them, but the differences between them are mostly related to whether they are toll roads and you have to pay to get on them, whether they are only located in one state or across multiple states, what the speed limit difference may be, or how controlled the on and off access is. Speaking of multiple lanes, to be clear, when you are on the road, you're driving in your own lane. You can switch lanes on the highway to go faster or slower or to go around another car. There is a slang phrase people often use when they feel someone is speaking about something they don't know much about or they're getting nosy and getting involved in a conversation they're not a part of. The phrase is, stay in your lane. Because, like while driving, you're telling someone to mind their own business and focus on what's in front of them and not what's going on in the next lane over. Traffic is the word we use to group all vehicles moving on the road. You could see heavy traffic when there are a lot of vehicles on the road or light traffic when there aren't a lot. When there are a lot of cars on the road, 
and every car is going very, very slow, almost standing and touching bumpers. We call that bumper-to-bumper traffic. If you ever drive far to meet up with a friend, that friend will most likely ask you, how was the traffic driving down here? And your response could be, not bad, the drive was only one hour. Or, it was pretty bad. I was stuck in traffic for two hours. I think there was an accident near my exit. When traffic is the heaviest, usually around the time people drive to and from work, we call that rush hour. Everybody is rushing to work around 8 or 9 o'clock in the morning and from work around 5 or 6 o'clock in the evening. Okay, so back to you driving to work. You're rushing because you had to take a detour due to street closures and all of a sudden you see a police car behind you flashing its lights. At this point, you should pull over or move the car to the side of the road and stop. Even though you're driving the car, we say that the police officer pulled you over because you would not have stopped if he didn't tell you to. Later on, you would say, I got pulled over on my way to work. So, this police officer or this cop pulls you over, gets out of his car, and comes up to your window. He asks you for your driver's license and your car registration. Most of us pull out the driver's license from our wallets and the car registration from the glove compartment that's in front of the passenger seat. Long time ago, People used to keep their driving gloves there, and now we store all kinds of things in the glove compartment. The police officer then informs you that you are speeding, or driving faster than the speed limit. He also tells you that you ran a stop sign and ran a red light. This means that you didn't stop at the stop sign and you didn't stop at the red light. You just ran right through. He writes you a couple of tickets and informs you that you may have to go to court and explain your actions to the judge. Then he walks away and allows you to drive away. You drive away and you drive a few more minutes before you pull into your job's parking lot and realize it's only Monday and... You forgot to bring your laptop to work with you. What a great start to your week. I hope you never have to find yourself in this type of situation. I hope you're always being safe and responsible on the road. Today, we only went over the very basic words and phrases associated with driving, but there are many more I wanted to highlight here. Maybe we'll just have to do a part two sometime down the road, meaning in the future. That is all I have for today. As always, 
please reach out to me at viola at naturalneangielski.com with any questions or comments. And if you're enjoying this podcast, make sure to rate it and leave a review on your listening app as this helps smaller podcasts like mine get discovered. Thanks for listening. Until next time. Bye.